back to the show, guys. Hey, we're back. Today we are talking sunscreen, sun protection, SPF, all things protecting the sun. From damaging your skin. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, how do I go on? (laughs) Pretty much. Specifically, should black people wear sunscreen? This is a question that when you Google it, you can get sucked down a bunch of different rabbit holes with a varying vast array of answers. It's kind of crazy. Yes, it's quite a bit of stuff going on. But before we get to that, what was your, I guess, history with sunscreen, Jack? Uh, so personally for me, I, um, it's for me, it's more of a chemical situation mm-hmm. where I, I've never really worn sunscreen i've gone so far to even say to be such so bold as as i know how dare i how dare you be bold with your skin (laughs) oh um i've gone so far as to say that i do not believe in sunscreen (laughs) oh that is bold yeah to which to that which to that i've gotten i i almost do it now just for fun to see people's reactions but got it um, yeah, I've never really, um, I've, I've gotten many sunburns in my life. I've peeled pretty bad. I've, I've felt like, you know, a, a com- just like a human piece of sandpaper several times. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. But for the most part, um, I tan very well. Um, I feel like I have really good resistance, um, slash capabilities to just not burn so easily. So I've been one of the more fortunate ones and we could get more into this a little bit later, but for me, it's more of a health reason why I I have a hard time completely trusting and believing that, um, that it's doing more, more good than bad personally. Got it. So I've almost, yeah, I've like the chemicals that are in it. Totally. Yeah. I've, um, I've I I would I would almost rather get burned than take those chemicals, but you know that's pretty extreme, and I people have crazy reactions to that. So damn, that um, is a bold choice. Okay, yeah, look at I you, mean, Jack, I, living on the edge. <laughs> totally, <laughs> I've definitely used sunscreen. Don't get me wrong, but right. I I've uh, I I veer towards more the uh, what do you call it the uh, the non non wearing. Um, type <laughs> do you do like the big hats and sleeves and parcels yeah like I'll just be conscious to wear a big hat to like cover myself properly or uh, most of the times we take a big umbrella so you know I'll, I, I'm I'm a little bit more conscious of how much time I'm spending in the sun Got it. Um, when I was younger not so much of course but now as I've gotten as I've been getting older and obviously can see you know like freckles appearing and stuff like that I'm I'm more conscious but yeah got it and how about you I feel you I think so growing up I like my mom didn't slather me in sunscreen headed to the beach um there's a pervasive belief in the black community that obviously blacks don't crack but also that blacks don't burn oh yeah and I know growing up the only time I actually had to wear sunscreen was when I was on some pretty invasive acne treatments. Like, oh, I um, see. 
Accutane and Retin-A Micro, which I am back on. So we will circle back to this. Um, that's when I really remember wearing sunscreen. But even at that, it was just facial sunscreen because those two medications make your skin pretty sensitive, specifically mm. photosensitive. So I had to wear sunscreen because if I didn't, it would hurt my face. But let it be known, it's very common in the black community that like black women laugh at white. You know, those white women that are so frantic about putting on sunscreen. Yeah. And it's like every two hours they have to slather. They've got their facial sunscreen, their neck sunscreen, their body sunscreen, their hand sunscreen. They got the big hats and the driving gloves and the sleeves and like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I get, I come, I'm, I'm Asian. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I. Yes. But for some reason, and I don't know if it's a minority thing. I don't know. I feel like when I see Asian people on the beach in long sleeves and a, like a cute parcel, I almost look at it as more of like a fashion statement <laughs> than somehow when I see white women doing it, it just, it feels like they're just trying so desperately to not get burned. And I'm not making fun of white women because I'm sure a sunburn sucks. I've never had one. Um, what? So I wouldn't you've know. Nev- you've never had a sunburn? I've never had a sunburn. I've never peeled due to ex- 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 um, extended sun exposure. Like, I don't know what that's like. Wow. Black Don't Burn is alive and thriving. Well, Black Don't Burn is sort of a lie because technically <laughs> black people can get sunburns. Not according I, to you. I, well, I mean, through the research, I learned that in my own personal experience. I have never experienced a wow, sunburn. you lucky duck. It is one of the most horrible. It's, it's just so it's so painful. Oh, I'm sure. And it looks terrible. I mean, I'm glad I've never... I don't envy those that get sunburns, put it to you that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But all that said, it actually... Talking about the woman with the big hat and the long sleeves, I do remember being in the south of France last summer with one of my best friends, and there was this very chic Chinese woman, Uh and I took notice to her because she had on a black vintage long sleeve lace Valentino gown, and I noticed it because it's a white version is at a a vintage store here in LA called Decades, and when I saw it on her, she was on the beach taking pictures with her family she looked so fucking chic that's why for some reason i think and then she had her gold parcel and her gold gucci aviators and her big i wasn't quite sure of the brand's hat she looked sick i was like yes you look badass ma as opposed to you know susan who's just really trying to stave off the sun's rays at all costs Okay, but you have to understand that 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 example you saw in France is probably, you know, one out of, you know, 75. Don't quote me on my numbers. I mean, yes, you are totally right. But again, I am a champion of all minorities. And I would like to believe that that Chinese woman is like many other Asian women writ large who hate the sun, but dress really chicly if they're forced to go out in it. Don't kill my joy, Jackie. All right. Don't I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. She's, she's everywhere. They she's, exist and they're real. Exactly. I refuse to believe any differently. Um, as I said before, if you Google should black people wear sunscreen, you will get a, a myriad of different 
uh, answers to that question. And I think a lot of that is because lack of sun protection awareness. It's not a myth that came from the black community. It actually stems from the medical field, because, as we know, black people have not been given adequate medical care. And that extends to the field of dermatology. And so I feel like the the message of um, everyone should wear sunscreen, that sort of one message fits all approach may not always be the best approach when speaking to black people, because a ton of research has been done on a multitude. Sorry, a ton of research has not been done on a multitude of black skin and skin tones, if that makes any sense. Like we have a lot of research to do in that area as it as it relates to the medical field because yes in the 1970s medical researchers linked sun exposure to cancer so we know that to be a fact and yes obviously black people can get skin cancer skin cancer is uh colorblind it affects all people but in terms of what kind of sunscreen or spf is best for black skin it's the verdict is still out. So the food, sorry, the American Academy of Dermatology and the FDA, also known as the Food and Drug Administration, have very similar messaging on wearing sun protection, which is essentially that all people should wear sunscreen regardless of skin tone. They encourage wearing it because, quote, anyone can get skin cancer regardless of race, gender, class, and age. And yeah, it's true. Skin cancer, again, totally colorblind. Um, another truth is that all of these clinical tests and trials that have been done on women and men, quite frankly, uh, regarding sun exposure, what's safe, the SPF levels, not a ton of those people that are in those trials have been people of color, specifically black people. Black people, by and large, are generally left out of those trials. They don't comprise a huge majority of the people in these trials. And if black people are present for these studies, they're surely not studying the multitude of different complexions that our chocolatey brown skin can have. So it's not necessarily the most complete research, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I I think it's pretty fascinating. I don't I hope it's not a common thread, but I'm saying that it's if you guys listened to our um, previous episode about um, behind the scenes in Hollywood, about how makeup artists and um, hair um, artists aren't really well versed in learning and able to handle black hair, it kind of seems like this was coming up as well in the articles about how a lot of dermatologists don't have much experience with black skin yep totally and they don't have enough study to see if they need sunscreen the effects of sunscreen um and and so and on also a lot of the advertisement and the ad agencies and the marketing you know leave a lot of the black people out for sure the the black dollar is not valued especially in the sun protection sphere because there's the the inlaid assumption that melanin is, you know, 
natural inborn sun protection, which it is. Yes, right. melanin can act as a sun, a natural sunscreen, but even at that, our natural melanin in our skin is essentially an SPF 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you need SPF, you need, you need to wear daily SPF of 30 at least for adequate sun protection as per dermatologist. So yeah, I think the the whole melanin is built in sunscreen is a fact, but it's a very overstated, overused fact. Yeah, and it just seems like overall if you were to take the um you know that portion of the um dermatologist association it just feels like that black Skin care, black skin for sun awareness, um, was left out, and there wasn't much awareness at all, um, when it came to this topic. So, it it makes sense that you know we don't know much, and even black pe- and even black people don't know much. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. Actually, in a 2012 study, it found that 47% of dermatologists admitted that they weren't properly trained on skin conditions in black people. Yeah. A 2014 study found that black people were prescribed sunscreen after ER visits roughly nine times less than their white counterparts. Crazy. And Dr. Chasana Kindred, who's the vice chair of the National Med- of the National Medical Association Dermatology Section would 100% agree with your statement. Uh, she does say there's a difference in attention given to black skin within the practice. She tells Healthline, quote, a lot of the funding and awareness for research on the effects of the sun typically excludes those with darker skin tones. Yeah, I, I also think if you want to take some of these corporations and take it one step back, I think, you know, it does come down to amount of money and like you said the black dollar but it but if the overall general stereotypical um uh uh i guess common knowledge is that because black people have more mel melanocytes are the cells that produce melanin that therefore they don't need any sunscreen um and like you said that that's that's true but um there's there's I mean, the only thing is the studies were found that the melon sites were tended to be more productive in black people than white people. Um, right. But I think as a result of that, you know, these companies didn't really see that black people, they would make money off of these black people. So, of course, you would only get gear your product and your marketing and all your research towards this vast big group of Americans that are white because you're going to get the most money from them because they're the ones, yeah. you know, that are going to be somewhat brainwashed and in, in, in coming from a place of fear that they need the sunscreen. Yeah, totally. I'm actually really glad that you brought up melanocytes. Um, we're going to take a detour, everyone, into the world of science. Baby. Because that was because <laughs> that was a term that came up a lot. And I had to f- I had to stop and figure out, OK, how does how do melanocytes uh, c- become melanin? So we're going to give you a little science lesson here. So melanocytes <laughs> are. Oh, and Dr. Chung Young. Look, I mean, let's just let's get down to it. 
So a melanocyte is a melanin-producing neural crest-derived cell located in the bottom layer of the skin's epidermis. Okay, if that means nothing to you, <laughs> how about talking about how it works? So through a process called melanogenesis, melanocytes produce melanin, which is a pigment found in skin, eyes, hair, nasal cavity, and inner ear. Hmm. The, the melanogenesis leads to a long-lasting pigmentation, which is in contrast to the pigmentation that originates from oxidation of already existed melanin. What does this mean to you? Well, what Jackie basically said was, because black people don't have more melanocytes and then thus produce more melanin than white people. Our melanocytes just work harder mm. than white people. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is because our melanocytes then produce melanin and work harder, our body then absorbs 50 to 70 percent of the sun that it comes into contact with every day. Right. So it's not as though white people and their melanocytes are weaker or not as good. Ours just work a lot harder. Therefore have an easier time blocking the sun's har harmful UVA and UVB rays. Exactly. Um, so I think it's fascinating to think that, you know, it's not necessarily that uh, we have m that we like I I'm black um, that, <laughs> that, you know, black people have more. They're just more productive. But then therefore, you know, the general assumption is that maybe you guys don't need it because of that. Um I wanted to sidetrack a little bit into the types of sunscreen. And I think this is important for me because this is where my beliefs lie in for the reason of why I don't use sunscreen or do use sunscreen. Mm -hmm. um, so there, this is just a little bit in the New York Times article um, about should black people wear sunscreen. And um, they go on to say over here... Um, in the article, that there are two broad categories of sunscreen. The first is mineral, which contains titanium dioxide or zinc. This type of sunscreen is considered safe by the FDA as long as it's not in powder form. Okay, that's already like a little bizarre for me because if it's just in a different form, it could be possibly dangerous. I'm adding my own, I, I'm adding my own commentary, by the way. <laughs> no, that's okay. I actually thought that was weird too when I read that and I looked into it a little bit deeper. And I think what they mean when they say in terms of powder is some uh, makeup setting formulas claim to also have SPF in them mm. and so that when they talk about powder I think they're talking about it in that vehicle as opposed to like a sprinkle on sunscreen I see yeah like more of a makeup additive I thought that was weird too yeah it's still a little bizarre for me um <laughs> it is also I'm like a real uh what do you call that um uh, not pessimistic but I I don't yeah I don't always I get I get real um uh, what do you I'm not like a like a uh what do you call those people the who like theory like conspiracy theory but i also have okay. you know i have my i have my um concerns <laughs> yeah sure the article goes on to say um it is also the type of um the um mineral form is also the type that black people tend to avoid because it often leaves a right residue on the skin yeah, that's the stuff that makes us look ashy. And no one wants to look ashy when, you know, doing their best hot girl summer. Right. And you're like looking fine in a bikini yeah. or one piece or whatever. And you don't want to look 
look ashy at all, I bet. Correct. Um, the second category is chemical. There is no consens- consensus among scientists that the active ingredient in many chemical sunscreens, including oxybenzone, are safe. In fact, there's new evidence to suggest that they may carry their own health risks. Um, a pilot study that the FDA released earlier this year in the Journal of American Medical Academy caused a stir because it found that when participants applied a day's worth of common sunscreens, they not only absorbed its chemicals, but did so at levels that exceeded a target FDA toxicology threshold. Ah, would you look at that? Uh-huh. That these chemicals are absorbed into the skin and at such a high concentration doesn't mean they're inherently dangerous, but it does mean that they need to be studied for biological effects, which obviously they have not done for a long time. Although hmm. over-the-counter sunscreen products are widely used, a little, little is known about systemic exposure for most active ingredients, the FDA said in a written statement. I don't know how to read this name. I'm going to do my best. I'm so sorry if I butcher it, but here we go. Kuranthachalam Kanan, the Deputy Director of the Division of Environmental Health Sciences in New York State Department of Health, Wadsworth Center, was the lead author on a study that looked at the correlation between chemicals and sunscreen use and endometriosis mm-hmm. and condition that affects the uterus. And we could have a whole episode on how endometriosis is plag- have been plaguing women for years and years on end. Yeah. Dr. Kanan's study found that women who used more sunscreen that contained benzophenone or oxybenzone, two estrogenic compounds, had higher levels of the chemicals in their urine and had higher rates of endometriosis. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Dr. Kanan said that he considers chemical sunscreen use of something of a double-edged sword. It potentially provokes, pr- provides protection from skin cancer, but it can also affect estrogen levels, which could lead to a variety of diseases. So, yeah, it goes on and on and on. But that's just are a trub- are troubling. Yeah, totally. I think we have to take a look at the way that these different topical SPFs work. Because whereas you have the first, which is mineral, that's the white chalky one, that one pretty much sits on top of the skin and creates a physical layer. And it reflects the sun's rays. But the chemical sunscreen is a little bit... a little bit trickier because it absorbs into the skin. Yeah, into your system, actually. All the way down to your... But your whole body absorbs it. Yeah, and this tends to be, the chemical sunscreens tend to be the sunscreens that you use when you're swimming or when you're active and when you're sweating because those tend to be water resistant. Mm -hmm. And I think that the hard thing about sunscreen and chemical, physical, which one to use, is that yes, both pack their own risks, so to speak. I'm not necessarily someone that is a fan of a DIY sunscreen. I have friends that do that. I'm a little bit apprehensive. Yeah, I I think your skin is your biggest organ. And because it's my biggest organ, I want to take care of it, which is why this research on why whether or not black people should use sunscreen is so tricky. Because, A, there's not a ton of elongated research about how physical or chemical sunscreens affect our people, specifically in the long run. Which is scary. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Because essentially what the FDA or other companies that are running these tests and funding these tests are saying is, 
ah, look, good enough for white people, good enough for everyone. And that's not true. It's not true. That's fucking terrifying. Everyone should be terrified. I also think that there is an assumption in medicine that black people can't get skin cancer, which is so far from the truth. Right. If you want a fun fact, Mr. One Love, Bob Marley, died of a rare form of melanoma on May 11th, 1981 Mm -hmm. at 36. Wow. This form of melanoma was called acroletogenous melanoma. The melanoma originated under the nail of his big toe before spreading to his lungs and his brain and ultimately killing him. Jeez. Another fun fact, his final words were to his son, Ziggy, and those words were, money can't buy life. Wow. I want to hit up on this form of melanoma because that that rare form of melanoma that Bob Marley died from is actually quite common in terms of the kind of skin cancer that black people get. I'm not saying it's common like it happens all the time, but I'm saying if black people do contract melanoma generally, it tends to be this form of melanoma. Interesting. And it's so aggressive. This form of melanoma is aggressive. And then melanoma for black people writ large tends to be really aggressive because we catch it later. Mm. This specific form of melanoma that Bob Marley died from, he blamed it on an injury underneath his toe from playing soccer. And so he sort of left it untreated for a while before it was too late. I see. And his form of melanoma is interesting because it, it doesn't grow on parts of the body that are exposed to the sun. It tends to grow on hairless parts of the bodies, like the palms of the hands, the soles of the feet, or under the nails. And because there's a lot of assumption that melanoma is caused by elongated exposure to the sun or UV tanning beds, there's that belief that, oh, well, black people don't tan or black people have their own natural sunscreen. They can't get skin cancer. And in fact, we can. And when we do, it is so much more aggressive because it is detected and therefore treated much, much later. Mm, and it could be too late, potentially. And it could, yeah, 100%. And it could be too late. Right, right. Which is a scary thing. At least for me, it's horrifying because it feels like yet another reason why black people should it's be a careful. White su- well, it's like white supremacy in, medic- in the medical field. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean, they're just, they want to make the most money. And who can they make the most money out of? The people who are going to buy it. <laughs> well, right. But also the form of white supremacy that's like, oh, we only really test on white people. And we're not even 100% sure how chemical and physical sunscreens affect white people long term. Right. It's so scary. And these are the people in charge. That's what I mean, guys. Like, I don't mean to spread this message of fear um, or or anything, but I think I think it's good to do your research. I think it's good to pick an alternative. I think if you can, right? I'm not saying you have to have an alternative for sunscreen, like you know you mentioned making your own sunscreen. I've never tried that either. Um, <laughs> although now that I think about it, it might be interesting. Um, the truth is, is that you know they're only they're studying on white people. They're selling to white people, but. No, I'm going to retract that. They're studying on white people, but they're selling to the masses, right? Right. And that's the problem because if you're going to sell to the masses, you have to do the studies on every single type of ethnicity and race and age and all of that factors in. 
and if you think about the, like you know the long term, there hasn't been studies on um, people staring at their phone screens for a large number of years because that never happened, right? So now we're on our phones all the time and it's damaging. Let's say who knows what, but we're not even sure. But here we are buying these cell phones, right? I'm not saying don't buy a cell phone. I'm just saying like we have to become sort of our own in a way sort of responsible for our lives in the sense of like taking authority and doing the research and because the fact is look the sun isn't racist right no <laughs> you, the uv rays is gonna damage everyone's skin um the more sun exposure you have no matter what the sun will age your skin so i think it's just important to do your research, do your homework, be wise about if you are really scared about the sun and maybe don't even trust sunscreen, be wise to, you know, go out earlier because the UV rays are much, um, they're not as harmful before noon. So if you want to tan, you know, do it before around, let's say 12, um, you know, like become educated and sort of figure things out in the sense where you have ownership because if you're leaving your skin up to these companies that haven't even tested for your skin um it's pretty it's quite scary hell yeah so we have come to the point in the episode where we do a call to action or something like that yes and i'm gonna make my call to action this if you are listening to this show, if you are a person of color, I think in this particular case, specifically a black person who doesn't wear sunscreen, but for some reason after this episode, you're like, yes, I need to wear sunscreen. I need to fight this white power, this white supremacy resistance. Sunscreen is a good first step, but fuck. I don't want to find a sunscreen that leaves white, chalky cast behind. Have no fear, dear. <laughs> I am here. Wow. To give you're rhyming. You well, yeah, I actually got very fired up about this last night because, you know, it's a two-part problem with black people and sunscreen. The first problem or hurdle is should we wear it? Yeah. And once we decide to wear it, then the second hurdle is, okay, but how do I know that I'm not buying a sunscreen that's a strong beige on my dark, dark skin? Or how do I know that it's not going to feel heavy, sticky, greasy, oily? And so I made this list passionately for those listeners. Mm. I will try and keep it brief, but let me say say this. I've used every single one of these sunscreens. Wow. They come Alana approved. Yes, they do. So sunscreen number one is a facial sunscreen. It is my everyday go-to sunscreen because again I have acne and I've got hyperpigmentation scars and I gotta fade them and so I'm sensitive and when I wake up in the morning wash my face and put on sunscreen the sunscreen that I use every day is called DML daily facial moisturizer it's SPF 25 and it's $14 on Amazon it is chock full of so much great stuff from hyaluronic acid. It's not sticky. It's not heavy. It's not greasy. It's unscented. It's hypoallergenic. It's water resistant and it's BAPA free. Wow. Oh yeah. Did I mention it's only $14? Just throwing that out there because <laughs> SPFs today want to charge you 28, 35, 46. Like no. You can go 14 on Amazon. It is such an OG What classic. a great My price. Very, 
Yeah, my very, very, very first dermatologist back when I was a tiny babe of 13 recommended it, and I've been using it on and off since. Wow. Y'all, get on this sunscreen. <laughs> sunscreen option number two. This is the millennial favorite that I used to use before getting back on my acne medication. It's very light. It smells like oranges, and it's from Glossier, and it's called Invisible Shield. It is invisible, even on the darkest of ebony skin. Don't you worry. It is SPF 20, sorry, SPF 35, and it's $25. And it's vegan, it's cruelty-free, it's hypoallergenic, it doesn't clog pores, and it's paraben-free. So there's another option for you. If you want a great body sunscreen, I'm a huge fan of Alba Botanical. Oh, yeah, I love Alba Botanical. Love Alba Botanicals. Can't say enough good things about them. They are a vegetarian, cruelty-free, gluten-free um, skincare company. And their clear coconut Hawaiian sunscreen in SPF 50 is for beach time. It's for your body, and it smells like a tropical sunshine in a bottle. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I can't rave about it enough. It's spray-on. It's got no parabens, no platelets. It's water. They've got a water-resistant formula as well if you want to use it to go work out. Their sport formula, I think it's called their clear sport formula, uh, is also bomb. But again, th the Black and Yellow podcast is a huge fan of Alba Botanica. Mm -hmm. I use their body creams and their body washes. Yep. We can't speak enough. We can't speak highly enough of that. Super word. healthy. For the face, when I want to work out, I will thank this to running the marathon. This is the one sunscreen that is not natural, but I haven't found one that compares. Jackie, you're going to kill me. I'm so sorry. But this is a badass facial sunscreen that doesn't move no matter how hard you're working out. It is the Neutrogena Ultra Sheer Face and Body Stick Sunscreen. It literally comes in what would look like a deodorant applicator, so you don't have to spread the cream all over your hands, to then, you know, all over your face, and then your hands are kind of greasy. No, this is none of that tomfoolery. It's an, a broad <laughs> spectrum. I hate that feeling. I hate it, because then I have to stop my run to yep. wash my hands. It is infuriating, and with this, I don't have to do that, and it makes me so happy. It's a broad-spectrum SPF 17. It's got Helioplex. This stuff doesn't sweat off. It doesn't budge. But it does have a couple of chemicals like abobenzene and oxybenzone and homosalate. So if you're not into chemical sunscreens, I would say check out Alba Botanica. If you want a sunscreen in your makeup primer, my favorite is NARS Radiance Primer with broad-spectrum SPF 35. You can find it any place where they sell NARS. I believe that's like Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, Sephora. And it's $36 and it's bomb. It gives you a layer of sun protection and it also makes you glow like Beyonce. So if you want that, check it out. And if you're like, nah, 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 fuck that. I want to support black owned businesses. Girl, I got you. I got you. I got two mm -hmm. brands for you. Their first one is Black Girl Sunscreen. It's amazing. It's SPF 30, and it's ultra sheer. It's fragrance-free. It's paraben and benzone-free. And, yeah, and I believe that is, oh, I want to say it's $19.99. I'm so sorry. That's the one price I didn't jot down here. But they've also got a kid's version for $10. Yay. So you and your baby can be My healthy babies. and happy 
in the sun. And that kid sunscreen is a broad spectrum SPF 50. And neither you nor your tiny boothang will have to worry about white residue. And finally, Bolden SPF 30. Again, another black female-owned business. If you want to keep your dollars in your community, it's $28. And it's a brightening moisturizer. And it's an antioxidant-rich facial sunscreen that's loaded with vitamin C and that offers a broad spectrum of sun protection, which improves skin's texture and tone. And y'all, it's sulfate and paraben-free. So again, it's another chemical-free one. So you can keep, if you are a naturalista like our Jackie over here, (laughs) you can stay natural and protect your skin at the same time. I just think it's, it's important information to pass on because that's the other hardship of being black and wearing sunscreen and if you've had that hardship i see you and i feel you i will put show i'll put links to all of these products in our show notes so you can easily find them and just shop right from uh i think it would be like this episode's page but i believe in sun protection i think we should all protect ourselves Mm -hmm. against not just the patriarchy not just white supremacy but protect ourselves from the sun so we can be beautiful forever (laughs) and that's all i got for this episode awesome guys thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week we've got some good stuff coming up and uh, yeah i think that's all we can say about that yeah have a have a good one (laughs) bye guys bye